Hi, everyone. This is Anthony Diaz with the Top Health Show. And this show is for anyone that has a strong passion for making people healthier in this world. I am really excited and enthused to have Robbie Pothurst on the show today. Robbie is with a company called City Block Health. You might have heard of them in the news. If you're listening to this show, you're passionate about health, you've heard of them probably recently. Robbie is a chief operating officer there. He's doing some great stuff. He's been with some powerful healthcare-related companies in the past. He's done some awesome stuff. He's doing awesome stuff. Not going to steal his thunder. Robbie, welcome to the show. Thanks, Anthony, for inviting me today. I'm excited to speak with you. Absolutely. As, as am I. Thank you for carving out some time to, to spend with me to, to share your, your background, your passions, and your vision for health. And along those lines, I guess, maybe teleport us back. Tell us a little bit about your background or your origin or said another way, you know, maybe the series of events that you went through throughout your life that have led you to where you're at today. Sure, happy to. You know, I, I grew up in New Orleans, Louisiana. That still makes me an avid Saints fan. Uh, from there, went to Hampton City College in Virginia. It's a small or large score. I decided to double major in economics and biology on a pre-med track. So it, it really began through the, the integration of business and, and healthcare um, at that point. Um, I did investigate medicine as a career, but even at that point, some of the physicians I spoke to were, were sort of disenchanted uh, with, with their career track and said, you may consider other things, but it, it didn't deter me. I still uh, stayed on the path of business and health. Uh, so what does an econ and bio double major do? Well, I became a healthcare economist, went to RTI in Research Triangle Park for a couple of years, uh, followed on with graduate school at UNC Chapel Hill, uh, their school of public health. And at that time, I became attracted to a career in management consulting. Um, mm. Ended up spending eight years on the road with Deloitte and Booz and Company, now part of PwC. Um, and I loved that phase of life because in these type of organizations, you're on a constant upward learning trajectory. Uh, you're challenged to help solve some of the most pressing cutting edge issues in the healthcare industry. And, and through this time at both firms, the common thread for me was a strong orientation towards government programs and government sponsored healthcare. So that means focusing on launching, building, and turning around Medicare Advantage and Medicaid Managed Care plans and other similar businesses. Mm -hmm. um, so, so after that fun time, uh, over those eight years, I decided it was enough time on the road and I needed more personal life balance. Um, so I, I decided to to kind of start uh, focusing on the businesses that I had been consulting to and was fortunate to have an opportunity to join Anthem and run a Medicare Advantage business in six of their 14 states. This was amazing experience for me at the time coming from consulting world. You actually don't own anything. Um, and then jumping to a business where you own the whole bit, the P&L, the operations, the, um, the whole soup to nuts. Um, and spent a couple of years there. Around that time, Anthem had acquired Caremore. And, and Caremore's 20-year history before then was was uh, very well known in their integrated care provider model, uh, offering Medicare Advantage plans to seniors. Um, they had very, very early on bucked the status quo healthcare delivery system and still are delivering results that are among the best uh, health and quality outcomes you see in the program. So um, it was great opportunity to then jump to Caremore and about that time, they were looking to grow outside of their legacy Medicare business. Um, so one of the best opportunities to do that was to help one of Anthem's other subsidiaries, Amerigroup, to bring best care and outcomes to Medicaid patients. So that's where I focused my time when I jumped to Caremore. 
mm-hmm. and immediately helped to build and launch what is now a successful and rapidly expanding Medicaid primary care and high-risk care business line in several states. Mm-hmm. And, and once I had experienced an organization like Caremore, there's, there's absolutely no going back. And I developed a real passion for value-based integrated care models. Mm-hmm. And a- another very well-known example in industry is Kaiser Permanente. So when I was approached to take what I had done in Caremore in previous life and bring it to the scale that KP has with over 12 million members, it was, it was tough to turn down. So I, I joined KP with a focus on improving the platform they had already built for integrated care and coverage for Medicaid and Medicare members. Mm-hmm. And that, that was also an amazing experience to see what another integrated care model looks like with an integrated health plan hospital and provider group. Um, as luck would have it around, um, around the same time I was, I was focusing there, the founders of CityBlock Health had also launched this company. And as I got to know that leadership team and dig deeper into what they were building, it seemed like a once in a lifetime opportunity to, to join something really special. So, uh, I'm here now continuing to pursue a career in helping to lead change in the healthcare industry uh, and also focusing my career and efforts to help serve people who live in low-income communities. I love it. I love it. Yeah, no, what, what fascinates me about, you know, obviously your, your story, your, your experience is uh, high and low. Like you've been in the clouds and the dirt, like tactics-wise and strategy for value-based and for systems across the best in, 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 you know, across the country. And now you get to invest that, you know, in a, in a, in a modern way and in a deeper area opportunity um, with CityBlock. I guess, Robbie, you've seen so many trends, you see so many phenomenon, so much phenomenon happening now as we're in this like value-based economy. Can you tell us a little bit or tell me a little bit about um, uh, what, what has your passions today in health? What has your, your fascination in health? Um, just love to hear a little bit more. I know there's a lot out there, but just love to hear about what's, what's captivating you most in health right now. Um. You know, I, I still, um, it, when you work in value-based care, what, what really drives me are, are seeing the outcomes, the quality results. Uh, our members telling us that they've received attention like never before, that no one's taken the time that we have to truly listen to their problems and help them, and they're leaving healthier lives. And our, our care teams are telling us they're able to practice in ways they never could. And our and community engagement and outreach teams tell us they can now have a tangible impact on people's lives. So... Those, those things really drive, help to drive my focus in healthcare and, and integrated models. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and Robbie, let me ask you, with these models, um, I guess, what is, what is, is there any difference in these models than from what you've seen historically? Like, what areas of opportunity with these models do you see you know, especially for, for like low income, like communities and populations that are in need, anything new emerging that you're seeing promise to, um, you know, I guess, you know, scaling and being able to make this population segment healthier in, in a more cost effective way and to do so at scale. Yeah, you got it. Well, this is, this is um, definitely one of the challenges of our time. And mm-hmm. it's, it's something that we're focusing squarely on at City Block. Where, you know, we think one of the answers to get there is that we, you have to unite primary care, behavioral health, and social care in a new way that brings a new experience to right to the front doors of folks who live in low-income communities. Um, and we've, we've built a custom technology platform to enable it. 
Um, and we operate in value-based care, so we're, we are not beholden to the legacy mm-hmm. uh, incentives and constructs of fee-for-service, and it's freeing to be able to reorganize resources and, and people and roles to do it. And, and for our listeners out there, so, you know, obviously it's some common trends uh, that are out there. We're starting to talk about them a lot more on, on our show here as we have, you know, hospital CEOs on and insurance company CEOs and um, social care, social determinants, social determinants of health, as well as the value-based economy or value-based movement that we're in. Um, we're starting, why, is there an overlap between those two? Why, and why are these, why is social health, uh, these social factors picking up so much attention all of a sudden? It's almost like night and day over the past, feels like the last 18 months, it's night and day when it comes to the social factors. Can you speak to, to why um, that's the case and, and uh, why there's opportunity in that? Well, there's, um, you know, certainly yeah, we would hope that the uh, wave of integrating social care into healthcare would have happened sooner, but, but nevertheless, there, there are a ton of uh, arguments published and then also we just see on the ground Mm-hmm. That says uh, providing access to food, shelter, financial security, transportation, home health. Mm-hmm. Um, all of these things now help to improve people's lives in a way that affects health. Um, and, in, and in Medicaid, uh, folks living in low-income communities, uh, dual eligibles, you know, that that needs to become uh, synonymous with with care delivery if you're really going to make an impact. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and um, so, yeah, no, it's super fascinating what you guys are doing. and You're bringing the best, the best of all worlds uh, together here, Robbie. Um, let me ask you, I guess along those lines, right, um, you keep doing what you're doing. It's going to set up an interesting uh, elevation for this population segment, dual eligibles and, and those that are in need. Tell me a little bit about your vision of health in the future. How do you see this, you know, coming coming to fruition? What's that optimistic version of health in the future that you see happening? Whether it's five years from now, twenty years from now, I just love to hear a little bit about <laughs> the uh, the future of health according to Robbie. Um, you know, it's we have trouble even predicting eighteen to twenty four months in this <laughs> industry, let alone right. five ten. Right, but um, right. I love and as a CEO, that's your job, right? Is like to focus on more than eighteen months, right? Like really focus on that. Yeah, which. Which you know we'll we'll get a lot wrong too, but at least um, we we are marching towards a, a vision. And you know, personally, a couple of things. Mm-hmm. Um, there are, there are structural shifts happening now. We see a shift from inpatient to outpatient, rise of consumerism, new uses of technology. Um, I I certainly hope we continue to see a shift from episodic care in a sick care system to a more proactive and preventative care system. Um, and along with these shifts. Uh, I hope to see payment models that reward proactive care and high-quality care in value uh, replace traditional volume-based fee-for-service models. So th- a lot of those are happening. The degree to which they speed up um, really is anyone's guess. You know, w- one thing I think uh, the future of healthcare holds a- a- is um, a-, a change in the way primary care is organized and delivered, and that that is the foundation of uh, a health a healthy care system. Uh, far too much in the U.S. primary care uh, physicians are still running on an RVU treadmill. 
uh, and they give too little time and too little resources to provide care to patients who really need them at that level. So, you know, as we as we transfer transform the system and look forward five, ten years, I hope primary care looks very different, much more comprehensive, holistic, coordinated, and enabled to address uh, many more of, of patients' needs than they do today. I love it. I love it, Rob. Yeah, no, that's a, that's a great future. I see. I, I, I'm right there with you, and I, I hope to see these things happen. Well, I guess what's what I'm really excited about and enthused about is what your your work that you're doing now. You know, it's really the culmination of not just your background, but all the all the the economics that you faced across your career and your across your experience and all the the different movements is is uh, you know it's the center of it all right it's like the culmination of it all it's like the tip of the spear so that's what it's it's very it's very exciting to see and I'm really rooting for for what you're doing um, Robbie you've seen a lot my last question here I want to be sensitive to your time but my last question is um, we're on a personal basis right so you've seen and done so much in health and you're in a high growing uh, startup company you you probably have to keep your own engine running and you probably have some really interesting health routines that probably work for you what do you do on a, a morning basis daily basis weekly basis to stay healthy you know um for me a big grounding point is my family and kids i have mm -hmm. young kids under three and i'm working at a startup company so that oh, is boy. my time <laughs> right um <laughs> Uh, it, it, it's fantastic, but that is my time. Um, you know, for, for enrichment, I actually do listen to quite a few podcasts, anything that ranges range from the New York Times Daily to healthcare, including yours, Healthy Dose, creating new healthcare, even a, a podcast I listen to a bunch called Unruffled on how to be a, a much better parent. Um, mm. And then, um, you know, in terms of daily ritual, I just, I need to schedule and prioritize the things that are important for me. I, I place fun things on the calendar to make sure they happen. Uh, so it's, it's the more I organize and prioritize to make sure I'm, I'm balanced, the better. I love it. I love it. Um, very inspiring, actually. I mean, you're walking away with two things. That, that podcast you just mentioned, I'll have to, to, to work in for myself. And uh, I love the scheduling part. Yeah, just integrating is key. Uh, you know, obviously in the startup world, right? It's, it's like work-life integration. Um, but um, no, so this was, um, so Robbie, this was super awesome. Again, I want to be sensitive to your time. A couple of things I just want to say thank you for is I wanted to obviously thank you for your time, but sharing your story with us. Uh, number two is sharing what you're working on and how, you know, the phenomenon, what's happening in the market and in service and technology wise, it's coming all together and uh, what you're seeing in health today and obviously your vision for health in the future. And it's really exciting that you're, you're in that pilot seat, right? Where you can bring it to fruition and make it happen. And you, you guys are making it happen. And, it, and it's great to see your leadership in this space, Robbie. So I really appreciate it. I really appreciate uh, your time. I guess, uh, actually, I, I lied. Uh, one last question for you is, what's a good way for our listeners sure. to get in touch with you if they would like to do so? Or if you would like that to happen? <laughs> um, sure, no problem. I, uh, I keep uh, open messaging uh, available to the public on LinkedIn. So you can, you can find me there, send me a note, love to connect, you know, especially others in the value-based care space. When one boat rises, all of our boats rise. So uh, we have a lot of work to do. 
I love it. I love it. Well, congratulations. I'm rooting for you and definitely a lot of our listeners. And it's, it's just exciting to see the lives that you're impacting and the compound number of lives that you'll continue to impact. And so it's, it's extremely exhilarating to see what you're doing, uh, Robbie. So again, thank you so much for being on our show and thanks for peeling off time to do this. Thank you, Anthony. Take care. Thanks, Robbie. Thanks so much.